2: The Chase Down Podcast presents A City of Champions, a seven-part series chronicling the Cavs' 2016 NBA Championship. With help from fans who cheered against us, reporters who covered it, and the players who watched it, we'll take you game by game through the most improbable 3-1 comeback in championship history. Be sure to subscribe to the Chase Down Podcast to relive the greatest series we've seen in our lifetimes.
1: One dribble steps back, puts up a three, won't go. Rebound tip taken by Spades. Final seconds. Baker It's Matthews. over! It's over! Off board. Cleveland is a city Cleveland of champions once again. Baker Cavaliers are NBA champions. The
2: series begins.
1: Thursday. What a beautiful All right, we are going to do some live reaction to these uniform release. We are going to bring in former host of the Rebuild, my man Jordan Zerm, who's now with uh, with the Checkdown, right? Social media guru. How you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, I am good, man. It's good to be chatting with you. I fondly remember the days of our Rebuild Browns film breakdown crossover pods. Um, truly, the glory, truly the glory years of of podcasting. I miss it so. Uh, good to talk to you again
1: well look i'm looking for a guy who understands fashion i pay attention to your feed there's clearly a fashion understanding and uh, i need your i need your opinion on these there's nobody better to uh to reel in the new brown and orange uniforms than than yourself man so i'm complimenting you as best i can
2: well um i appreciate that it's uh we are we are one minute away jake as we live uh podcast during this browns uniform reveal um and uh, it feels like we've been waiting for these since the moment the current jerseys were unveiled and everybody was like, Oh no. <laughs> so um, the clock started ticking on when they could redesign them and um, we're here. And I, I will say before they, before they drop, the Browns have done about as good a job as preventing any like legitimate leaks, I guess you could say. I mean, there's obviously been a lot of um, conjecture and, Uni uh, UniWatch had a post a couple days ago about yeah. probably what pr- pretty similar to probably what they're going to look like. But in terms of like actual photos, at least they haven't had happen like what happened to the Falcons uh, before the Falcons jersey came out where like there were leaks all over the place. So uh, kudos for them for keeping this as close to the vest
1: as possible. All right. They're released. And you're right. Some great fan mocks have been out there and um, and they have kept it close to the vest and they they've been patient with it. They haven't rushed it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The video's playing. So Jordan and I are going to watch it. I'm going to have a little bit of audio in my ear. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I just hit play. Uh, it's a nice minute, 30 seconds long. I'm assuming that um, New Jersey's won't come until the end. Um, you know, obviously, Jake, they've, uh, they've made a lot of sort of overtures to returning back to the past. Um, and the video sort of starts out with... You know, you see some shots of Bernie Kosar and like the, you know, the 1960s Browns. And um, so obviously these unis, um, they wanted to kind of get back to their roots and simplify things. And, um, you know, they've really been pushing uh, that this whole time. And, um,
1: and shout out to the social media team there for Browns. The yeah. fa- this is a fantastic video. It um, is. Tying together the different layers of this thing from Jim Brown all the way through, like you said, Bernie to Metcalf to to... But that, yeah it's definitely a return i think the uniwatch got them pretty pretty close yeah
2: it did you know what's really interesting is um and i'll kind of wait for this video to finish um, but it looks like what stands out to me immediately is the brown top there's a version that they're going to wear that isn't going to have the stripes on the sleeves um, it yeah. looks like the there maybe that's the alternate or um, which is really interesting to me because i I like the stripes on the sleeves, but this is kind of a an interesting um one uniform combo that is not going to have them
1: yeah no i'm I'm interested too the 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 color rushes that we were accustomed to right had the uh um trying to get they haven 't put out any photos quite yet,
2: yeah, so, so you sort, sort of a closet yeah at the end you've got the three at the end uh but even then, it's a little difficult to see. But it looks like, Jake, what we have from this before any official photos come out. Um, we've got a white top um, and, a, and two sort of brown tops. The, one, the white top and the brown top have um, this sort of, although I guess, Jake, now that I'm looking closer at this picture at the end here, it does look like, like even the white top and the brown top, the, the stripes on the sleeves are different from jersey to jersey.
1: Yeah, no they are. They certainly. It looks like the white top has just a brown and orange. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and and they, they look smaller on the white top than they do like they're more pronounced on the brown top. And then I'm ve- I'm just very intrigued by this. It all brown looks like orange numbers but but no striping on the sleeves. I'm very intrigued to see the official photo of that that appears it's going to be like their their alternate, I think a lot of us, Jake, thought they were going to just kind of keep the color rush. Um, and it looks like maybe what they've done is it's the color rush, but without any um, striping anywhere.
1: Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like they wanted to have one that was honoring like the, um, the Belichick era where there wasn't anything really on the, on the sleeve except for sort of at the, at the uh, elastic, there was a little bit of something, but no, they they're, they, they went safe. And look, that's okay, right? like They, yes. they, they, they opened door two of uh, where this whole thing could go in 2015. And it was just a disaster from the start. And uh, there's just, so that, I don't know, here's where I'm at with it. People want it to be unique and different. There's only so much unique and different you can do with the Browns. I mean, you, you're not putting an elf on the helmet. You're not doing, it's just, this is, this is who they are. It's like, I know that they don't win like the Yankees or they don't win like the Red Sox or they don't win like maybe the Cowboys have won over the course of their franchise, but this is who they are. and like You you, you need to stick to who you are with modern updates. I like the number tweaks. They look like a very um, modern sort of twist on the numbers. I like the two different socks. Um, if you're looking at the still shot, which I have a yes. pause on the, a minute 33 of the minute 40 video. So, Jake,
2: actually, now if you, um, they have, uh, they've released some stills on their website, they just tweeted out. um, Okay. So that gives you a way, a way better look. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, (laughs) they are, it is very, very similar to what they were wearing um, before the most recent, um, before the most recent change. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see sort of side by sides of, um, you know the before and after um and we'll kind of get some details in here on, but yeah, I mean it's um yeah, it's just very interesting. We can kind of go through some of the um details in this article of of you know what the the homage to the past and all that, and we kind of uh, you know go through that a little bit here as well
1: i I like it so if we pulled up the still shot that has the two runners on the outside legs up um would like to know who did that modeling for them be interested to know that but nonetheless yeah. um <laughs> you're right the sleeve stripes are different white to to brown they they are they're different and i i don't mind it actually um the the white pants are almost the identical white pant that they wore all those years ago um in the, what's interesting to me is the brown pant the brown pant that he's wearing with the white jersey is the color rush pant
2: yeah it's definitely um, the color rush pant and i think I mean, it almost sort of looks like the, you know, the all-brown is sort of just like, I really think they just took the striping off of, um, off of the color rush jerseys and just sort of made them more plain.
1: And I, I, I wonder if they're going to wear that all-brown. the the brown base with no stripe with the white jersey, because that would be sort of a return to the 1415 era where they were wearing that sort of plain brown bottom. But I do like the stripe too. I like the, the stripe sort of goes with it. I like the different socks. I I'm a huge fan of just the two left side uniforms. Like the, the all white has always been very clean to me. Um, I like it. I like the socks returning to the socks that we were accustomed to. And then the, and then the home brown top white pant with those socks from you know, the early mid 2000s, uh, is is great. And I, I like the orange face mask more than I, I thought I would. I think if you went back to the white, you were almost returning them to a different era. I liked that this, this brown, face, I don't know. I, I didn't think I would like it as much as I do, but I'm okay with yeah. it. Um, yeah,
2: I Um, yeah, I, I think my favorite detail, obviously, you know, it's, it's, um, it's in yeah okay so uh, let me first read this Jake because it says the team's color rush jerseys, which emerged as a popular look in 2018, became the team's official home uniform in 2019. Have undergone slight modifications, including the removal of stripes on the jersey and pants. So basically, yeah, they just kind of stripped down the color rush jersey, which I'm not sure. I don't. I loved the color rush jerseys. Um, so I kind of wish that they would have kept striping somewhere on them. Like, they're almost a little too plain for me. The um, Just kind of like nothing there but the orange numbers. So I'm a little disappointed um, that they modified the color rush jerseys so much. But then on the flip side, I wanted to say, I think my favorite detail, I think the striping on the socks, it's such a small thing. But it makes, especially, I think my favorite uniform combo here is the brown tops and the white pants. Oh, and- yeah. I think the striping on the socks that goes with that makes a huge difference, even though it's like if you told me before these photos came out that it's like, oh, they're just gonna add some striping to the socks that kind of go back to their old uniforms, I'd be like, whatever. But looking at it, I think that makes like a huge difference. And I think that makes it look really, really good.
1: I'm with it. I like, uh, I've seen a close up now of the jersey sales. I, I really like the numbers, um, they're, they're just sort of a little modern twist on traditional numbers. Uh, more narrow in certain spots, and then a little bit of a unique cut off. I, I think they look really clean, and I'm looking at the at the uniform, too, from the front-facing empty jersey. It has the 1946 on the back of the neck uh, on the inside, which yes. I think is really sharp. I like that. Listen, they, they could have gone crazy, um, and I think they still have – listen, this is just me talking. I think they still have some crazy in their back pocket. All I know is that I know that they worked on orange pants. They did not reveal them. Um, but I do know from somebody very close that they worked on orange pants and they're there if they want to use them. And I think they will eventually go to them. Um, I'm not sure when. I'm not sure when yeah. they'll introduce it. But um, the orange pants are are there. They're not introduced though. So keep that for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it is um... – it is definitely disappointing that there are no orange pants in this sort of initial reveal, but I can't imagine that it's not going to be part, you know, maybe they wear it once a year or twice a year. I, I've always had a slight frustration with the Browns being sort of too um, conservative in their uh, ability or their desire to sort of wear anything orange. Like they've really, in terms of like orange Jersey, uh, orange pants, whatever you may may have, like they've always shied away from it. And that's always kind of been a bummer to me because I think like wearing it once a year is totally fine. And I think sometimes you should, especially with the, you know, with the Browns, like j- you need to take some chances because, you know, the on-field product has never really um, been enough to get people <laughs> excited. So I've always sort of thought like, hey, just wear all orange or wear the orange jersey or something. Like why make it if you're not ever going to wear it? So um, I, I hope that Um, what you say is correct that they do have the orange pants sort of in their back pocket and they are going to bring them out at some point because you know it's um you should take some chances and I like that they've kind of gone back to their old jerseys I like that they're simple I like that they're clean Uh, but to me that's even more of a reason to take a chance you know on you know a big game on a national tv game and just rock you know some orange pants and and just go all out with
1: it I think that the orange pants would be in play for some sort of big event, big game where maybe both teams wore a throwback of sorts um, and uh, you know, a nostalgia thing would come into play. I will ask you this, Jordan, as we sort of wrap up our immediate reaction here, you have a wallet that is stuffed with cash. We all know it. Who are you going to (laughs) and what Jersey are you going to as we, uh, because I will, I will do this. I, I don't, I don't buy jerseys. I'm not a big fan of, of uh, not not just because Cleveland and the, the turnover and all that stuff which I could say this I, I will say before I give you the, the 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 uh the mic here is the Browns have the opportunity to draft two players with the last name Cleveland in the upcoming draft wow, next wow great point Tyree Cleveland out of Florida and Ezra Cleveland so those might be the safest jersey purchases you could literally ever make um uh but but at the same time um you know we we, we probably buy players that we that we love nick chubb baker mayfield odell whoever who are you going with and which one are you going with
2: yeah so i would probably go first of all the jerseys i would go with their um i would go with the brown top um i that. i think that's the cleanest of the bunch to me brown top with the sort of uh, white and orange striping on the shoulders i love that and i was thinking about this earlier like who would i go with and i'm trying to think like if if i'm at, if i'm to buy a jersey i i have to feel like a real sort of connection with a player like in terms of the Cavs I bought Darius Garland's jersey um last season and I would buy like Kevin Porter Jr.'s jersey because those are like two young players who I know are going to be there for a while and it's fun to sort of watch their development so I I would have to have like a sort of a strong connection but with the Browns it's kind of like for whatever reason the two that jump out to me that I would get would be like I don't know why but I I just like Denzel Ward's jersey feels like one that not everybody is going to buy. And so it's a little unique. And, you know, he's an Ohio kid both growing up and then went to Ohio state and now he's on the Browns. And then the other one to me is just, you know, who lo- who knows how long Jarvis Landry is going to be with the Browns, but like he's such a, um, I don't know, he's been such a representative of the Browns since he's been here. And he's such a, um, I don't know. I love his sort of just personality. And throughout the disappointments of last year, he quietly had a, Uh, really really good season for them and sort of was the only thing only consistent thing about them last year so I like Jarvis a lot and obviously with all these rumors floating around with Odell Beckham Jr you don't know what's going to happen there either so that doesn't feel all that safe so I guess my two options Jake would be I'd either get a Denzel Ward jersey and sort of represent Ohio um, or I'd get Jarvis just because I think like he just sort of represents what I hope the Browns are going to be this coming season
1: Good choice. I lean the white miles, Garrett. I think he's Very the nice. safest lock to be around for a long time. Although the number 95 is not like the coolest number to wear, um, you know, around and socially and all that stuff. But <laughs> yeah. um, I do think he's got the best bet. I mean, Baker obviously is a, is a cool one to have too. If he if he can get back on track and he would be here for 10, 10 plus years if he figures it out. So, uh, but anyway, listen, this is fun. They, they have all the jerseys up on Brown's website. They have them up on fanatics they're immediate. And, uh, if you're even into getting a little bit of a bargain, they have the former color rush jerseys marked down, um, to 59 bucks, which is cool. Cause they're, they're still, you know, kind of close to what they're wearing anyway. So, um, but anyway, this was fun, Jordan, man. I, I really appreciate you taking some time and, um, you know, we'll touch base as we do throughout the year, my friend.
2: Yes, I, uh, I got to get back to uh, making the check down, uh, continuing to turn the check down into a Browns propaganda account. I am, um, you know, that's really my sole goal now. I'm basically just an inside man turning a national account into a Browns account. So, um, you know, I got to get back to work on that, Jake. It's a, it's a heavy lift.
1: Hey, they, they need all the help they can get, you know, <laughs> especially with, you know, the stuff that can come out around this franchise all the time. So we appreciate your effort, my friend. Uh,
2: absolutely. Jake, it's great talking to you. Keep up the continued, Good work, man. It's uh, it's always great to continue to read your stuff, and um, especially with uh, you know, Stefanski and this new offense are installing. It's always enjoyable to read your take on, uh, you know, what the Browns' offense is going to look like and the stuff with the prospects. So I, uh, I encourage everybody if you if you aren't already, um, Jake continues to be an invaluable resource for, for learning about the Browns and and staying up to date on the Browns. So please continue to uh, to read Jake, man. It's always uh, it's always great to see your work.
1: Hey, that was too kind. You know, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I highly value your opinion. One of the first guys I want to talk to about this stuff. And um, uh, tell people, too, about your newsletter you have going out uh, as well.
2: Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. So, me and uh, Chris Manning, who some of you may know, he uh, covers the calves for Fear the Sword, um, have been friends with him for, for a while. We sort of put together a. Uh, cleveland sports newsletter that's coming out um every wednesday um we're about to put ours out on the jersey with our opinions on the jersey today so just something simple and easy uh we both kind of write a small little column every week have links to kind of cleveland sports stories around and um you can check that out at the url is always weirdly long to me but let me uh (laughs) let me get it here um it's ineligiblecleveland.substack which is s-u-b-s-t-a-c K. com. you can also find it on both of our twitter accounts if uh, you're looking for a link but yeah subscribe comes out every wednesday um just kind of a simple and fun cleveland sports newsletter for you guys to get into
1: the deal man make sure you guys are doing that jordan again buddy i appreciate you uh jake same to you man thanks for having me on Before we get to our next guest, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline, the Blue Wire trusted go-to place for all your online gambling during this quarantine and beyond. We believe in what they have going on at BetOnline.ag. You can find all of the pertinent available things like blackjack and poker 24-7. You can also bet on a myriad of things still, such as the weather, the stock market, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. You can bet on the draft. You can bet on their Madden 20 simulations. All sorts of opportunities for you guys to scratch that gambling fix during this time. Go there, use that promo code Blue Wire, B L U E W I R E, all one word, and you'll get that match bonus. That's BetOnline.ag. Our trusted online gambling experts. Now over to our interview with Dane Brugler. Dane Brugler in the house, the draft guru at the Athletic, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you, buddy?
0: Doing well, Jake. How are you?
1: I'm good. D- you know, Dane and I were talking about. Um, he finally, getting his draft guide posted and kind of getting that that release, that that yeah. culmination of so much work. And then you know you were threatened of, of the draft might not happen and all the things that were going on. So I'm sure you're you're finally settling in a little bit and getting some time with your family, which is awesome, man. So um, I'm not gonna eat. I could talk to I could talk to Dane for like I don't know 40 minutes here, but we're just gonna spend like 10 15 minutes on a couple of things that I want to talk about position wise and um, if you are looking for a draft guide this is the one to go to go get the athletic if you don't already have it i know most of you do have a subscription but this is the place to find all that content he does fantastic stuff and we're going to pick his brain on a couple important positions so i want to talk wide receiver dang so i think the browns are going to look at a wide receiver it doesn't take anybody's uh you know with an overwhelming amount of brain capacity to know that. Jarvis Landry's contract gets weird soon, and um, his his value and, and, and the money they might have to pay him after this year gets really weird, and then Odell Beckham Jr.'s deal is is going to come around in full circle again, and he's approaching 30. They have to at least keep one eye on the future wide receiver, and, and I'm interested in your opinion. I know you've you've done plenty of mocks. I think you, you told me you have a mock coming out tomorrow um, that looks at sort of, and, and when you're looking at, you're looking at fits for 32 teams, which is not easy, so like right. when you look at wide receiver for the Browns, who are some guys that... Um, this is a two-part question so like if they take a wide receiver early and I consider early like pick 41 or if they move back a little bit from pick 41 who would be a guy that you think would be like an absolute home run second round pick that they would think man we can't pass up on that guy and then from there if they don't take one early-ish and they go four five six who are some fits there in the four five six range so I'll let you answer those two questions
0: You know, it's going to be interesting because uh, on day two, that's where the value is going to be a wide receiver. We're going to see five, six receivers go in the first round. CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, Justin Jefferson. I think Denzel Mims gets in there and then there's a good chance Brandon Ayuk can get in there. So those six receivers are going to come off the board pretty quickly. And then, uh, but that that you know, there, that's the thing about this wide receiver class. There's no drop off really. You know, there there's plenty of first round talents and there's plenty of second round talents. And mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think you and I both agree it'd be a surprise if they went receiver in the second round. But if they did trade back or maybe with that third round pick, that's where things get interesting. If one of those second round receivers would fall into them, and that's what you're talking about michael pittman or t higgins uh, the one that's really interesting to me is lavisca chenault from colorado uh yeah six one 227 uh yeah, he injury stuff has really been the reason why he's uh fallen a little bit i mean he if you told me he's going to average 15 starts the next five years uh, yeah. he's a first round player but because of the durability questions has the core muscle injury didn't get a chance to really work out at the combine uh, he's been beat up a lot over the last few years, so there's a discount sticker on him. And uh, But it, it, that's you're talking about value in the draft. Chenault would certainly give you that. His ball instincts uh, are just tremendous. Uh, he, he can create with the ball in his hands. And that's something that, you know, when I started scouting and, you know, I got my informal education from. Uh, you know, scouts and different people around the league—they—they they told me, you know, keep it simple. Uh, the job of a receiver is is twofold: you, can you get open and can you catch the football? But I think it goes deeper than that. Now in today's NFL, there's a third phase: it's can you get open, can you catch the ball, and then can can you create after the catch? That yak is such a big part of today's NFL, uh, and I think Lavisca Chenault can give you that. So uh, I think if he would still be around in the third round, that early portion of the third round, which might be a long shot, but because of the the volume of receivers in this class, because of some of his durability stuff, I think it's certainly possible. And if he were there, I I think the Browns should jump at that opportunity. Uh, And if they say they go tackle first round, safety second round, say they go linebacker third round, that fourth round pick, that could be an interesting spot uh, for them to go wide receiver. And same kind of conversation. There's plenty of third-round wide receivers that could slip into that early fourth-round range. Uh, a couple of guys that I really like, or I think I, maybe not like, but I think are intriguing. Uh, Donovan People Jones from Michigan. Uh, hard to really, uh, you know, love the guy uh, because it, you know you, he was a former five-star guy, a big-time recruit. Mm-hmm. We, we know all that, but you know the production just doesn't match up. And, you know, at some point, like, you, you want to see that breakthrough with a guy with all that talent. But the the natural skill is just is just off the charts. And at 6'2", 2'12", um, you know, he ran in the four fours, jumped 44 and a half inches in the vert. Ridiculous numbers. Just physically really, really impressive. Um, I, but when you look at his uh, resume – he played in 37 games at Michigan. He had exactly zero 100-yard receiving games, and you know part of that is Shea Patterson and the Michigan offense and things like that. But still, for a guy with that talent, you just you want to see more out of him. So uh, you give him a little bit of a runway, and he's going to make stuff happen. I think you you coach him up, you you know figure out you you teach him how to use that athletic skill to be a separator. You know it, when he has that long. He, has a runway has that long striding speed he can create make things happen he has ball skills uh, just needs to be tighten up his routes become a better route runner Uh, reliability has been a concern with him so those are things that I think he needs to get better at but I think that fourth fifth round area has some real value at that point Uh, Peoples Jones is definitely a guy uh, worth keeping an eye on Um, I I think Rhode Island has a a wide receiver who's going to go somewhere in that fourth or fifth round Isaiah Coulter who I think the Browns are going to be interested in uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, ran in the mid 4'4s, uh really a great 10-yard split at 155. Uh, a little leaner than you want, and obviously coming from uh, the lower level of competition. But when Rhode Island, uh, at the FCS level, when they played an FBS opponent, he went off uh, against Virginia Tech. He went 9 for 152. Against Ohio, 2 for 53 and 1 touchdown. Against UConn, 10 for 156 and 1 touchdown. So... I think that he has, and he's only a junior, he's that rare FCS junior that came out early. Um, not a guy that you're going to love in contested situations, but he's a very swift athlete. Uh, he can create before and after the catch. I think he's a name worth keeping on the radar uh, for Browns fans.
1: Well, let me ask you this. I think you made a good point about Donovan Peoples-Jones being that sort of long runway guy. And this offense with Kevin Stefanski coming in, is it's fascinating because I think it fits it fits Odell Beckham in a sense that they're going to play a ton of twelve personnel. They're going to have two wide receivers mm-hmm. on the field more often than not, and a lot of the, the the deep, I shouldn't say deep play action, but it's it's long play action, right? Boot, boot stuff is long developing, and it gives guys who have the ability to make a couple moves in their in their routes, whether it's a blaze out, a post corner, something along those lines that's where they thrive. And I think that's why Stephon Diggs really, you know, when he got opportunities in that offense last year, he was phenomenal. I mean, he's he's going to make you miss if you have to cover him when he cuts twice. And somebody that mm-hmm. I've kind of found fascinating, and you mentioned him, is Michael Pittman. I, I, I just sort of see him as sort of somebody that if the Browns are looking for a long-term X, I think he could be that. He could be a big slot if they go any sort of 11 personnel where they want a bigger wide receiver on the field. And I'm just sort of wondering – you know, is, is, I'm not as in, involved in this stuff as you are, obviously. I don't watch as much, and I don't watch every single player, but I've just been really fascinated by him. Do you think he goes second round? Like, what would be too high to make a move on him? I, just in mock drafts, I've kind of been trying to peg him somewhere, and it's like, just if, if you're looking for that that player develops well and can fit this offense, get a runway, get a couple moves in a route, and go get the football and sort of you know, do the body work that needs to be done to to go get long, deep downfield throws, and and has the size. He just sort of fits. So, um, do you think he's gone round two? Do you or do you think he sneaks into round three?
0: I'd be shocked if he made it to round three. I, I, he's because everything that you said and the reasons why you know you and I both like him, uh, is the same reasons why NFL teams uh, really like him. And this is a guy who. Uh, one hundred and forty targets this year uh, for USC. He had two drops. So uh, a guy that swallows the football. Um, and he just he is really strong in contested situations. Uh, loves doing the dirty work uh, and he has no problem tracking the football deep Uh, there's just there's so much to like about him he's 6'4 225 and ran in the low four fives Uh, he was under seven seconds in the three cone so I think when it's all said and done there's a good chance he's going to be a top 50 pick so I think if the Browns the Browns wanted him. I think they'd have to take him at 41 because um, I don't I don't think he's going to last uh, much longer than that. And not only that, team captain uh, and a big-time special teams guy. You know, I don't know if you're going to – if you're drafting him in the second round, I don't know if you're going to want him playing special teams and getting beat up. But he was a big-time special teams player. Uh, both as a returner and, you know, he he blocked a punt in his career. He plays on coverages. So, you know, he he brings you a lot of versatility, the football first type of guy. And his dad, you know, being Michael Pittman winning a Super Bowl with the Bucs, you know, back 15 years ago, you know, he grew up around the game. So he Mm -hmm. uh, he understands what it takes to be a professional. So there's just I think there's just too much in that in his corner to say that, you know, he's going to fall too far. I I think he's going to go somewhere top 50.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, and it—it's what's fascinating about him is, like you said, all of the intangibles along with all of the ability, and—and and, um, I'm just have kind of been hoping for a long time that he sort of slides under the radar, and—and and, and in this, mm-hmm. this ridiculous wide receiver class, he somehow stuck because I think the Browns. With their extra third-round pick that they get at the end of the comp pick situation from the Duke-Johnson trade, I think that is a spot that they will target a wide receiver possibly. If they go yeah. early before round four, that's where the spot makes sense because it's an extra pick. They have not addressed another wide receiver in free agency. And even the idea of bringing back Richard Higgins, they haven't done anything with that spot. So I think it's it's one that I've pegged them to take somewhere. So those are great great insights and um, you know we'll keep our eye on Donovan Peoples Jones cuz he's got a, he's got an immense amount of ability and like you said he wasn't dealing with the best quarterback play or the most friendly offense so um mm-hmm. what we'll switched to linebacker which is another important spot they they have two young guys they took last year uh, Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson played an abundant um, amount of snaps this year, was inconsistent to, to, to be kind. Um, don't think we, we thought he would see the field this much, but the, the Christian Kirksey injury forced the hand. He had some moments. He had more bad moments than good, but he has, I think the thing about Mac Wilson I like is he has the desire to play. He's he sort of, you can tell he's an infectious type of personality, but I don't know long-term whether that fits or not. You think maybe Sione Takitaki could be a Sam long-term or be a rush guy. I don't know. I don't know where this regime sits on those two players. They bring in B.J. Goodson as another player. I'm not sure if they bring in anybody else. I've targeted a couple linebackers before, guys that interest me. Um you know, is, is, is Malik Harrison. And then I've targeted in my most recent look, I, I think Logan Wilson is an interesting player. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in where you think the Browns might go. Line It could be that round three area again. Uh, let, me, let me give you a double s- s- sort of question here. If they go round two, who do you think is there at round two that is of interest and of, and of worth at pick 41 area? And then if they wait, who's that round three, round four linebacker that could make sense for them too?
0: Yeah, and I think that we're going to see probably four linebackers off the board in top 40 picks. So, you know, talking about Isaiah Simmons, talking about uh, Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, Zach Bond. I think those guys will not really be in the conversation for Cleveland at that 41st pick. Uh, And I don't know if there's really a linebacker that's worthy of the value at forty-one. Um, you know, so the, those four those four linebackers are off the board. Who's that fifth linebacker? And, he, and he's worth that spot. Uh, for me, the fifth linebacker is Akeem Davis Gaither from App State. But I, I see him as more of a late two or early three. So I honestly don't know if there really is that value at 41. Like I said, maybe Davis Gaither, he's uh, kind of that Isaiah Simmons light uh, you know, tall, long, uh, versatile, speedy, uh, just, there's a lot you can do with him. And so I think that, you know, you need to fine tune some of the, you know, the take on stuff and his cover instincts, but he's a twitched up athlete, love the play speed. So I think that'd be a possibility. And then also, you know, Willie Gay from Mississippi state who has some character stuff that you need to be comfortable with. But when you watch this guy play, uh, I mean, he's so explosive and it showed up in his testing at 6'1", 245, and he ran in the mid-4-4s, four jumped almost 40 inches in the vert. Uh, th- there's a lot to like about Willie Gay as an athlete. Um, just uh, You have to be comfortable with the character. I think that third round is going to be the sweet spot for, for the Browns to find that linebacker, and I think there's a couple of these guys that I, I really like. You mentioned one of them with Logan Wilson, who one of my favorite players in this draft. I, I think he's a top 75 player. Um, I think with that early third-round pick, that would be excellent value there for the Browns. Um, Wilson is a former corner he played cornerback in high school never played <laughs> linebacker he goes to Wyoming and they move him to linebacker and all he did was start uh, 52 games the last four years went over 400 tackles three-year team captain um, he might be the best tackler in this draft uh, when he squares you up he's not going to miss uh, he's just really good at keeping his feet underneath him calming his feet wrapping finishing uh just really impressive and he's a really good athlete i mean he ran the four four six three i think uh for a guy that's six two two forty um he can blitz he can cover uh I, he's, his diagnose skills are, are fantastic so i'm a big logan wilson fan i think he'd be a great fit um if they don't go that direction uh i, I do like malik harrison from ohio state i think he's one of the best run defenders in this class uh I, he wasn't asked to uh drop and cover as much with what Ohio state asked him to do. But I think he has the athletic profile where he can do that and he can adjust. Uh, the other guy I wanted to mention too is Jordan Brooks from Texas tech who Mm -hmm. missed uh, a portion, he missed a senior bowl on a portion of the process because of, uh, an injury, but he's an above average athlete, love his play range. He can be a tick late to see things, but he, his range really helps him, uh, compensate for that. So, uh you know love the love this play speed i think that he has uh, the range the striking skills he's played inside he's played outside at tech i know you know the red raiders aren't necessarily known for producing defensive studs but i think this guy is a is a future nfl starter and someone that's going to be off the board uh, second third round range
1: i'm with you great great insights on those linebackers i think the browns could even they could they could go as many as 2 uh, i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. so kind of set on one for sure but I would not be surprised if there's a best player available around four or five that they do end up taking a second linebacker. So uh, a couple rapid-fire questions before I let you go. Uh, First one is this, and you can keep it as short and sweet as you'd like, or you can elaborate it as long as you'd like as well. Um, Jeremy Chen, where are you on him? Is he a round two pick 41 possibility for Cleveland?
0: Absolutely. I I think so. I think he's – when you you just break it down, as long as you can get past the decal on the helmet – and the fact that he played at a lower level i mean, he he checks every box uh, you know the, the, the testing 445 41 inch vert 116 broad uh for a guy at 63 221 uh with over 32 inch uh arms uh, you look at the resume he had at least three interceptions each of the last 4 years has experience at free safety, has experience at corner, uh, can run the alley, they play him single high, uh, let him play man, they just do everything with him, and so I think he's absolutely in the conversation at 41 for not only, you know, a position need fit, but also what I think this front office is going to be looking for.
1: Yeah, the high spark score is fascinating, great athlete. And like you said, played corner and Joe Woods talks all the time. New defensive coordinator talks all the time about wanting guys at safety who have corner traits. So he's a guy I keep pegging there and he's just a fun watch. And if you guys have not watched him, go watch stuff on YouTube if you can get a hold of some of his games because he's a great player. And you talk about someone who's like an Isaiah Simmons light in terms of versatility. Can do some things mm-hmm. and rush when asked. It's it's fun. So uh, last question for you, which is is the one that everyone's talking about most, is you're sitting at ten. Um, who who? Okay, let me ask you this: Isaiah Isaiah Simmons available? You have Wurfs available. You have Thomas available at ten, and um, your pick is up. Who if you're Cleveland? Uh, let me let me add put put three of the four tackles there and say that maybe some one of them win early whoever you would pick to go early whatever you're sitting at 10 who are you eyeing for cleveland that makes the most sense
0: well for me i think jedrick wills is the best tackle in this class that, that's how i graded them um i, I think it, because Werfs was so impressive with his workout i think wills kind of got overlooked a little bit but i mean he ran 505 in the 40 and you know his vert and his broad and his other numbers were very respectable for the position. So, um, yeah, you know, I think he's kind of getting overlooked a little bit. But just based on the tape, Jedrick Wills was the best offensive tackle that uh, that I that I scouted this year. And so I would go Jedrick Wills. I think that. Even though I would, that's what I would do. I think that the Browns would probably lean towards Werfs, uh, just maybe a better fit for what their the coaching staff wants to do. But either way, I think those are the top two tackles in this draft, and I don't think you can go wrong uh, with either one of those two guys as the the left tackle for the future for this team.
1: Fantastic stuff. He's dame Brugler. It's fantastic. Um... Draft guide is out again. Please make sure you go get that draft guide so you're prepared for what's coming up. The draft is all we have. Like, it's all we have. I hope, <laughs> it, I hope they stretch this son of a bitch out of, as long as they can, yeah. man, because it, it would be silly not to because there's nothing else on, and they can just keep capitalizing on it. I just can't imagine how the TV ratings would be. So um, this is this is great stuff, great insight. And again, he's got a mock coming out tomorrow, so get your eyes on that uh, as well over at the end. Seven-rounder. Seven-rounder. I couldn't even yeah. imagine putting together seven rounds for every team, so skill no, sets, it,
0: yeah crazy it, it's, <laughs> it's harder this year because we we don't have the visits we don't have the you know the workouts like i'm just trying to uh, you know go off of scheme fit and culture and you know who's facetiming with who so yeah, yeah it was uh definitely a tough endeavor but I hope people uh, check it out
1: yeah no doubt no no one's really tipping their hand i think that's what's going to make this one the most fun so Dane, man appreciate you really appreciate you taking some time for us anytime jake thanks all right, guys. That's a wrap on Browns film breakdown. Hope you enjoyed the live reaction to the uniforms. Make sure you're getting over and buying the uniform. Uh, you know, the jersey, obviously not the full uniform. As as uh, all proceeds are going to a great cause and to our medical experts out helping during this this crisis. And um, hopefully you and yours are staying safe. But if you have extra money to spend, buying a uni- you know a, a jersey top will will certainly help those in need as they they're out in the front lines taking care of things. So I encourage you to do so if you have that ability. Uh, th- big thanks to Dane Brugler for coming on. Run. Draft's getting close, guys. We're going to try to get you as much content as we can. We had another mock draft that we will put up, and uh, I will put on this audio form as well for Brownsville Breakdown. If you have not done so, I'm going to plug our other podcast, the OBR Newswire podcast. I have that daily, just a short 15-minute snippet of what's going on over at the OBR. Hope you guys can give that a run. Just a very quick podcast with all of our writers and site experts who are who are giving us consistent feedback about what they're writing on and, and highlights what's going on on the website. And if you're a loyal subscriber to the OBR where I am put up all my content, I hope that you guys are. Um, It's a good way to stay connected and figure out what's coming up for the day. So again, I want to thank everybody for joining us, giving us those reviews on iTunes. I always appreciate all the love and support. We'll be back later this week. And as usual, go Browns.